I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. Daniel, we are back. We are back. Another episode. We're about to record. Very unreasonable things. We are. I'm about to... What movie? Well, I know we were wanting to do some underwater films, so like you said, the best way to start that out is with a movie named Underwater. That's right. So we finished finished up our sci-fi classic horror block um, our next little project we did we talked about doing was um, underwater movies and yeah underwater is the first film we're going to talk about I didn't and maybe this is going to sound bad but I didn't even really I guess I forgot this movie existed until we talked about doing this little project Yeah, uh, I had never seen anything about this movie at all. Like, I don't remember any trailers or anything. It surprised me whenever uh, I saw how new it was. And honestly, I forgot Kristen Stewart was acting. Yeah, it's funny because last episode, me and you recorded together, you said that The Invisible Man was the earliest like the youngest film, or I guess the oldest film um, that we've ever done. And this one right here would be the youngest, wouldn't it? We've done, had done anything past 2020, have we? I don't Green think Room so. was 2020 or 19? Oh, man. I don't remember when Green Room was. Because it just came out a few years ago. I, no, I think Green Room's older than that. I'm pretty sure Green Room's older than that because it, I didn't see that one right away. Yeah. I'll actually go, I'll look it up real quick. Green Room was, that was 2015. Oh, wow, it was older than I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, How about that? Well, yeah, because that also had uh, um, Anton Yelchin, is that how you say his name? I always, I hate getting last names wrong. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. And And he he died, hell, he died a few years ago, right? Yeah, it was he. He Man. died before twenty twenty, if I'm not mistaken. R.I.P. I liked him. Yeah, he was he was in Terminator Salvation, and I know a lot of people like to shit on Terminator Salvation, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked uh, Salvation. Uh, I know James Cameron. You know, I don't know. He seems like he's turned into the grumpy old man on the porch, and so every time a new Terminator movie comes out, he's all like. This is the new Terminator. This is the one. This is the one that carries on my vision. Because I remember he did that shit with, um, what was that? Not the latest one. The latest one was Dark Fate, right? The one before that was Genesis. Was it Genesis? Yeah. Yeah. And they spelled it weird and like. Yeah, threw some Y's or some shit in there. Yeah. So at this point, I just kind of ignore James Cameron because Salvation, I know there was some flaws with it. Like how did a giant robot sneak up on a house? But whatever. It was still a decent movie. 
Yeah. Like I said, I was I was a fan of it. I liked it. I haven't seen it in a while, but I did dig it. So, and maybe you don't want to tell off on yourself. I don't know. But how many Kristen Stewart movies have you seen outside of Twilight? I've never seen those movies. Uh, I've seen clips like here and there if it's on TV or something like that and whatever, you know. But uh, I don't know. I think this might be the only one. No, I'm sure I've seen her in other stuff. But I know that this is like all I can really remember that I watched her in. I Like, I'm not a fan of like how she talks, you know, like her voice is weird to me. Not, and it's not like she's got a weird voice or anything like that, but I just can't get past it the way that she, I can't take anything that she's doing seriously, you know? I mean, yeah. she did good in this movie. I'm not hating, you know, at all. I mean, the movie was, you know, Would you a movie. Maybe say, I don't know, is it like because she's soft-spoken? I don't know. Maybe so. I don't know what it is. But, you know, just, I don't dig it. Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of, I think I get where you're coming from and then, it's not like she has a, I don't think she has a very strong commanding presence on screen. Yeah. Something that just wants to draw you in and be like, Oh, Hey, let me pay attention to what this person's doing. It's yeah. But but yeah, it's trying to be Sigourney Weaver, but like not, you know, succeeding, but Sigourney Weaver has presence. So when you watched alien, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You're like, let me pay attention to what she's doing. And and I think when Alien come out, when you first watch it, it's not necessarily like she's put front and center. Yeah, you because know, at the early part of that movie, it's um, it's no, an ensemble. not at all. And then she ends up being the final person, but still, yeah. like with her performance, you're drawn to her. Which there was a lot of good actors in that movie, but just I guess to highlight a difference between the two. So, well, yeah. So, like you said, Underwater is going to be the youngest or newest or however you want to say it movie that we've covered on the podcast. Uh, came out in twenty yep. twenty. Um, yeah, sci-fi action horror film is directed by William Eubank, and uh, I. The only thing I think that you would know William Eubank from as far as his work would be, and I don't even know if you've seen it, but you would know the name paranormal activity next of kin. Yeah. I haven't seen that, but, uh, I have heard of it. And then you have, like I said, starring Kristen Stewart, uh, Vincent castle, uh, Jessica Henwick, John Gallagher, Jr. Uh, TJ Miller, the movie had a budget of between like 50 to 80 million pulled in a box office of 40.9 million. Um, 95 oh. minutes long. Yeah. So it lost money. Damn. That's a bummer. Yeah. So I know you said you hadn't seen it, but 
before you watched it, did you look up anything? Did you have any idea of what you were watching going in? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, I had said something to Courtney about it, and I was like, yeah, we're going to watch this movie. I don't know. haven't ever heard, heard of it, but whatever. And then I was like, holy shit, it was like two years ago. And I was like, Kristen Stewart's in it or whatever. And she's like, what? Blah, 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 whatever. You know, she was going to watch it with me anyway. But uh, but I didn't know anything about it. And like I was telling her, like, I'm intrigued because I'm not expecting it to go one way or the other. I'm just intrigued because it seems like you don't have a whole lot of these uh, underwater movies, yeah. right? You do have several, but you don't have as much as you would if you're like, let's watch a werewolf movie. Or let's watch something like that, like the underwater exploration movies. There's they're few and far. Uh, there's not many of them, and they're spaced out pretty good. Yeah, and they got you know, it's got to be like hard to do. So you right? get one every once in a while. Yeah, because I mean, you want it to look good, and I gotta imagine like filming, even like filming, just like actually filming underwater has got to be kind of, I'm assuming pricey. Um. And then, like, in this oh, yeah, case, they do it in huge ass pools now. Yeah, in this movie, you had to. Well, I guess they did the same thing back in the day because Creature from the Black Lagoon was shot on the universe well, yeah. a lot. Yeah. But in here, you had to uh, get in a bunch of CGI and stuff also for the movie. Yeah. So, you know, it's. I guess I could see where you wouldn't have a lot of, like, underwater movies. For me when we talked about doing this and we were talking about the idea of doing like underwater horror movies, it was intriguing to me because like, you know, just underwater stuff is one of those things that like seems like it could be so good or incredibly bad, but like just like even like, and I guess I'll use video games as an example, like underwater stages in video games always kind of creeps me out. Because every, like, you have all this stuff coming from, especially in like 3D games, you have it coming from all directions. Yeah, it's murky. You can't see. You know, if you're if you're in the woods, you can at least see in front of you. You can look over your shoulder and see. But if you're in the water and it's, you know, unless you're just like in some clear ass water, like you get into yeah. limited visibility right in front of your face. And it just exactly, know, it's like a lurking fear. Like this, just in the water, and then so it just seemed like something to explore. Now, I purposely didn't do any shark movies. I figured, you know, we'll get around to like those at some point. Me, you, and Josh, because that's a whole different thing. I do have a soft spot for shark movies, but just being able to watch underwater movies and then tackle that subject, like I said, seemed appealing to me. So, um, have you, yeah. have you watched any other like underwater horror movies besides this one? I know that you already watched the next movie on the list, but prior to this, what was your experience with underwater horror movies? Um, apparently not a lot. Like, um, I, whenever I watched the next one on the list, I was like, holy shit, I have seen this before. But it's been so long ago, I don't really remember when it was. It just seemed familiar. Um, and The Abyss. That's pretty much my underwater horror, like, you know, science fiction movies. Yeah. Stop. 
No, no, I, I think that I saw like Deep Six Nine or what the fuck was that? <laughs> Deep Star Six. Deep. Six, no, 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 nine. no, 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 no. Oh, uh, you're talking about a different movie. Yeah, Deep Sea or something like that. It's something. I think that it's got three names in the title. Deep Blue Sea. I can't. I think that's it. With the sharks, because that was like not Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, maybe, maybe not then. Yeah, that was a shark movie. Yeah, but it was still so, underwater. Yeah. But that one was still yeah, no. in a uh, uh-huh. underwater bay. It was like in an underwater facility like this one was. Oh, okay. Well, hell, when you say with the sharks, the shark movie, I'm thinking it's on the fucking beach with oh, sheriffs was, with short oh, no, no, I was, tan uh, shorts. No, I wasn't talking about the sharks with legs that run across the beach. I was talking about the sharks in the water. But yeah, not much experience. So, me, kind of like you, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect going in. I hadn't seen the movie. I hadn't even read up on the movie. I just, like, when we had tossed this idea around, I was like, oh, hey, here's a, here's a movie with Kristen Stewart. It's a sci-fi horror movie. It's underwater. It's called Underwater. This seems fitting. Let's watch it. So I was, I want to say pleasantly surprised when the reveal of what they were up against turned out to be Cthulhu. Because then it kind of got into some yeah. HP, it got into HP Lovecraft territory at that point. And I like, and let me see how to make sure I phrase this correctly. I love the idea of HP Lovecraft, excuse me, of HP Lovecraft movies. I've read some H.P. Lovecraft. I'm, I'm not a fan of horror written in first person because then you already know that the person that the perspective is coming from is going to live, and that's how Lovecraft would write. He would write in first person, but he wrote like all these. I mean, he wrote good stories. It's just, like I said, first person is not my favorite point of view when it comes to horror. But he wrote these good stories and he had all these great ideas, and he had this cosmic horror, and you know, and, and had these, these. What were the old ones like Cthulhu? Um, oh my God, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the names wrong because I'm think because World of Warcraft, which I used to play a lot, had old gods in their game, and they were based off of the names of like H.P. Lovecraft's old gods or old ones. So like you had yeah, uh, you had like Yogg-Saron and Cthulhu and uh, Nazoth. And those are Warcraft characters, but they're plays on like the actual names that H.P. Lovecraft had. And so now I can't actually remember the other names other than Cthulhu. So this is embarrassing. But anyways, he he wrote all this stuff that like had like this lore that people just kept building upon and expanding outward. And you've you've probably seen like movies based on like H.P. Lovecraft work and maybe you didn't realize it. Um, did you ever watch Reanimator? Uh, I don't think so. It's something I've wanted to see, but I haven't seen that. What about From Beyond? No, I haven't seen that. Um, Dagon. Nope. No, I'm just kidding. What'd you say? <laughs> Dagon. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, oh, I've seen Dragnet. God damn it. What about... There was this movie called... <laughs> was Dragnet the other one you were trying to think of? No. There was... No, not at all. 
there was this movie that came out, I think it was in the 80s, and it had Will Wheaton in it. It was called Cursed, or The Curse. No, not Cursed. It was called The Curse. And it was based on The Color Out of Space. Well, have you seen The Color Out of Space? With, no, I haven't seen that. With uh, Nick Cage? Oh, it, no, I haven't it, seen it. It's relatively new. Well, okay, so maybe you haven't seen movies that have the H.P. Lovecraft influence. I'm sorry. I, now I have forgotten about this movie. Well, I just remember your movie collection. You, had, <laughs> you used to have so many movies, I just assumed. I did have a lot of movies. But it's funny because I think that I had none of the movies that you said. You had, you had all these movies and watched none of them. You just had them for show. You were a poser. Yeah, it was just 4,000 copies of The Dark Knight. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so Underwater... Um, like just right off the jump, right out the gates. Like there's no buildup. The movie just starts with an accident. Yeah, and I did like that. Yeah, for this, sure. In a way, I did. In a way, I didn't. Um, part of me wishes there was kind of like some character buildup, but then. And you've already touched on it. I don't know that having more time with Kristen Stewart's character before the shit hits the fan would have done me any good. I don't know yeah. that I'd have cared any more about her. Yeah. Which we saw that she was compassionate. She saves a spider out of the sink instead of killing it. Yeah. And then uh, here's so, the noise, walks out, and she does notice water dripping. We do know that about her, too. Yeah. So she's very astute. She is. Question. Right. So in my mind, and maybe I'm just wrong. How the fuck did a spider get in a facility underwater? <sighs> Somebody must have brought it on. That would be the only that'd be the only explanation I would think. Somebody brought it on in their bags whenever they came down, but it wouldn't survive, I wouldn't think. It seems like your the- bags ain't got you ain't got to worry about your bags with your clothes in it, you know, worrying about pressure. Yeah, that's what it's going to do to your like, clothes. It seems like the pressure would have killed it. Yeah, so there's no telling. I don't know. That just kind of strike me. one underwater. Yeah, right. This is going to be a busy one. <laughs> it just seems like the environment would have been sterile. Yeah, and you wouldn't have had just random ass spiders. I don't know. Like I said, I could be wrong. Somebody correct yeah. me. Correct us, and we will not acknowledge you and not acknowledge the correction. But do have peace we'll of mind. say the incorrect thing even more. Yeah, <laughs> a thousand times fold. We'll lean further into the the falsities. Yeah, um, yeah. The 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 you have the accident. The the rig gets damaged. Oh, well, I besides what I the character development thing, I did like that though because it was just like, all yeah. right, what this bitch is brushing her teeth, whatever. She works at this place. Spider, okay, whatever. She's talking a little bit about like you know, um, what being down there so long will do to your head. You yeah, start, you know. Whatever. Yeah, you had and to. All of a sudden, there's a breach and everything goes to shit, mm-hmm. which should the entire thing should have imploded. You have yeah, you have the uh, that voiceover narration, and you also get a little exposition exposition from like the newspaper clippings that they show yeah. during the opening credits. And I don't, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm not necessarily. I feel like maybe it was too many different forms of exposition given. 
you know, that wasn't directly through like character interaction. Yeah. It's like an information dump. Yeah. That's a cheat. And the only time that I feel like that's acceptable is whenever it's some type of sequel, maybe a part two. And it's just throwing like newspaper clippings. Like we've seen some in so many horror movies in the eighties and shit like that. Like there's newspaper clippings that they're coming across, you know, and it's giving you some information from the last movie. Yeah. Like and a maybe a little couple of little things in there that might be like, Oh, I didn't think about that. Well, that's because it's in this new movie, you know, a little foreshadowing or something there. But whenever it's just like, I, right, here's everything you need to know about what we're about to be doing in this movie. Yeah. You know, like I, Feel like it'd have been better if they would have went with one or the other. Like you go with the newspaper clippings or go with the voiceover. Honestly, I probably would have preferred the newspaper clippings to the voiceover. Yes, me too. And something about I don't know. Yeah, maybe if it had been Morgan Freeman giving me the voiceover, maybe I'd have been more invested in it. But once again, yeah. I'm not trying to knock Kristen Stewart. I'm sure, she's a fine actress. It's just that I don't know. There was, it was hard to get invested, especially when you hear just doing a voiceover. So, yeah, and, or just exactly. don't don't have it at all. Like just, just get, start the movie like he's gonna start and let the shit hit the fan, and then let's figure it out. It wasn't. Yep. It wasn't like the movie was super complicated or anything like that. It wasn't like. It was, you know, a, like deeply thought through. I mean, you already said that the rig should have imploded. So strike yeah. two, I guess. Yep. And oh, yes, I, I made that joke because I already know what I want to call this uh, this block. What's that? Imploding explorer Explorers. Exploring explorers. Okay, sure. Done. We got it. Um, the the underwater rig though didn't it look rickety? Yeah, it did. It's like this thing should be very very solid. But it's like oh, we're gonna have to go down, and then we're gonna have to jump from there to here. And this thing is like, did y'all not plan for shit like this? Which yeah. I know they got their pods. Well, but still, when you look at the craftsmanship of some of the areas, though, it's just like, uh, like, would you get on a space shuttle? And if you saw like a loose bolt or something? Yeah, I wouldn't do that on an airplane. Exactly. But you're going to go miles under the fucking ocean and just be like, oh, damn. That's not right. Oh, well. Yeah, well, we're here now. It'd be a whole thing to go back up there where it's safe to breathe. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, fuck it. But when that fucker, that fucker starts crushing up on her and she has to run and barely escape and all that, I did like how we gathered our group of people together. I did, I did like that about this movie because it was like, okay, I'm running to where we can start brainstorming on how to fix this problem. And along the way, I'm running into more people, you know, and gather everybody up. It's like, what the fuck's happening? Let's come up with a plan for whatever. But I did like how, like, people just kept, like, being found. 
Then they got everybody together. Like, cause I'm trying to think, uh, I don't know this dude's name, but the funny guy. I think that was TJ Miller, right? TJ Miller. Yeah. That guy, <clears throat> the silly one. Yeah. He, uh, was crushed or pinned. He wasn't pinned or anything like that, but it was like covering him up and she fucking managed to get him uncovered with some help. Somebody else she ran into, but they all just kind of run. It's so funny. Cause there's at one point when they're all together and they're in suits and she's like, I'll go. I'm the smallest one. And I just laughed. Cause it's like you and the other chick are the exact same size in this big bubbly ass goddamn suit. You know what I mean? But, and I forgot where the chick, where they found the chick that was in the cockpit, right? They found like the, the pilot and that chick was with him. The brunette. Yeah. I think there was two people together. I had to like, look through it again. Um, the, when all this was happening though, and they were, they were going like, I guess, introducing characters and you had all this shit happening. One thing, and I hate to seem like I'm dumping, but there's just, I'm going to tell you that there is a filming technique. I'm not a fan of. What's that? It's not that I'm not a fan of it. I just feel like it's overused and I get tired of it. Slow motion. Fucking slow motion. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I am. I'm so sick of people just falling back on slow motion. I, I just I feel like it's such an overused technique, and some people use it so much that's like, are you just doing this to make your movie longer? You know, yeah, you don't have enough material, so you're gonna take a forty minute movie and just film it in half speed, and it'll all be in fucking slow motion, and now it's you know eighty minutes and. You can put in some voiceovers to give us some exposition or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just not a big fan of of uh, slow motion. I know people shit on J.J. Abrams for the, the lens flares that he did in Star Trek because he did do that a lot. Yeah. But at least he didn't do fucking slow motion every five seconds. No, but it's funny because, like, when it came to fucking uh, Star Trek, like, that made sense because a lot of his lens flares were, like, when they were in space mm-hmm. and – the sun was coming through yeah. the window, you know? And then there was that he did do it a lot. They'd be in a fucking bar and a blinding ass flare. Would, so he did overdo it a little, but for the most part, it was fucking awesome. Cause that's the feel yeah. that I got. You well, I know? The other thing he did was somebody was always hanging. Yeah. Like precariously, you almost fall into their death or whatever. And you're just hanging off the fucking edge. But yeah. Yeah. Ha- Hangman must've been his favorite game as a kid. Insert drum noise here. Yeah. <laughs> or crickets would be better. <laughs> crickets. Um oh man, I, I gotta be better about that too. And and saying um it's I've been trying to be better about it and I've quit editing that out of the podcast. I used to go through and take all of those out when we would be like, uh so I'm trying to be better when I'm recording and when I'm talking about doing that, but I'm still bad about doing it when I'm transitioning to a new thought or looking at my notes when I should just say nothing. 
Yeah. And just let you just feel, be quicker at looking at your notes. Yeah. Quit being such a slow ass reader or no, just such, read the, read the next two things that are up on the docket. So you can talk about this one now and the other ones in the back of your well, mind. Well, have you seen my handwriting? No, I, I don't, I don't think so. I'm sure it's fucking preposterous though. It's, it's bad. And it, it varies. It's readable sometimes. And then sometimes I can't even read it. I just write in a way yeah. to where, like, it's not even like I write a whole word. I'll write, like, the first letter and then some squiggly lines and then, like, the last letter. And then I'll just piece it together. So so you must really fuck up read and wrote a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, it is funny. We were talking about the characters and the lack of development. And that shit hurts you because... When these people were dying, I wasn't like, oh, man, not that guy. And you remember how movies used to be? That's how you would feel? You'd be like, no. Yeah. Not have, Martinez or whoever the fuck. You know they, what I mean? Like You would develop you don't characters. Really do that anymore. And you'd have a fan favorite that nobody wanted to see die. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll say I think that Scream did it. I think Dewey was that character. Or you people were like, no, Dewey died. When he did, got stabbed? Did you not watch the new one? Oh, no. Are you talking about the remake? Well, no, it's not a remake, but I'm just talking about Dewey in the series because, like, in the first one, you thought he was going to die. And, like, Dewey got fucked up throughout the whole series, but I think he was a likable character, is what I'm saying. I think that that was, like, in this movie, you're not necessarily, like, attached to a character. Or, a better example, like, Aliens. Yeah. Like uh, um, Bill Paxton's character. Yeah. I can't remember his fucking name now, but you know, he's like, game over, man. And, you know, you, you get kind of attached to him or mm, let me see. No, that's a good example. You're good. Like That's what I was referring to. Yeah. Where it's like you have a guy that's like, oh, man, not him, not her or whatever. You have a character that you care about and you don't really care about any of these characters whenever they because it's like they don't. They don't make you care about them at all. Like, think about it. Like, I just watched our next one in line, right? Mm-hmm. And it was done in the 80s. So they were doing this pretty hardcore. <sighs> but they sit there and they have a little bullshit session where people are playing cards at the table. And the other one may be fucking lifting a weight or something like that. A couple more might be, you know, reading or some shit. And they're all just hanging out. And you learn about some of these characters and you give a shit about them. So when it's like, oh, no. And then when they do something heroic, you like them even more. Yeah. Now they don't do any of that. It's just, oh, he saved her. I like that guy a little bit. Yeah. And then it's like he dies, and it's like, okay, well, I mean, as long as it's not our main character, you, you get know? some, you get some personality out of the characters, and you don't necessarily get that here. Yeah. Other than, exactly. other than the guy that's supposed to be like the comedy relief, none of them are yeah. really given a chance to develop. Exactly. Like, you'll have what, your asshole, and you'll have your comedy relief guy, and you'll have yeah. your hero. Yeah, and then like the you talked about her, uh, the other the other female in the movie and then like her boyfriend. I mean, what was, what was their character traits other than they loved each other? Yeah. And it's funny. Cause I didn't even fucking realize that till later on, whenever shit was going down that they were yeah. together. Like, so that was poorly told to us any fucking way where and it was that, like, Hey, we're together. You know, it was like a surprise, which I, I have think, a problem with that shit. I think like with the, uh, like with the captain, when he's introduced, the captain seems like a nice guy. But I'm sitting there just trying to figure out in my head, like, 
does the captain and Kristen Stewart have something going on? Are they supposed to <coughs> be a couple? Is this his daughter? You know, it was kind of at first kind of confusing. And then, you know, later on you find out, like, I guess like, you know, right there before, you know, the captain dies or something, you find out more information, but it was just like, there wasn't that development of the characters to get you invested in the characters other than, yeah, like I said, that the one guy was like, "Oh, hey, this guy's the funny guy." So here's his here's his character trait. Love this guy because he's hilarious. Yeah, he's silly. Yeah, I hate to to change the subject, but do you have a glowing chalice? I no, this is. You know what? It's it's funny because I didn't even think about this. So this is a this is a wine goblet or cup or whatever that I bought from books a million. And it's funny. You fucking pointed it out. Cause I wasn't even thinking about it sitting here. I was just drinking some wine last night, but it's a Cthulhu wine goblet. Yeah. So yeah, but it's not glowing. What you're seeing is was it by an led thing on your desk or something. Yeah. I have a, Oh, that's so cool because like, Oh man, you got to twist it, twist, twist the stem until I tell you. There. I was going to say, we went around the horn. Uh, so, well, look, you- because it's funny, because like I said, I know I'm seeing the reflection, but it looks like just the the design is glowing, all these different yeah, colors. That's what I, I thought see it was now. like battery-powered. Oh, what, you're, some shit. what you're seeing is um, you, you don't see it on the camera. And just for those of y'all listening, like keyboard that, that obviously pad or don't have. Yeah, I was about to explain that. For those of y'all that, you know, obviously you can't see this because we don't do video because, you know, we're not that good looking. Um, I have um, an RGB mouse pad, and I'm going to kind of tilt it up, Daniel, and you can see, like, right there. So the outer edge of the mouse pad is lit up yeah. and cycles through different Hayden's colors. Hayden's got one of those. Yeah. Yeah, well, he should. I mean, if you get in a computer game and you got to have the RGB lighting, you can't not have it. You can't be a loser. Yeah, you got to have some cool lighting. I mean, or else exactly. what are you even doing it for? Exactly. It's not about the games. It's about the lighting. Exactly. And I say that like I sound like I'm joking, but the lights inside my PC sync up. Like my liquid yeah. cooler is the same brand as my RAM, which is the same brand as my headset. So the lights sync up and which and do like these coordinated flashes. Yeah. So cool stuff. Yeah. I hear you. But like I said, I didn't mean to derail us. It's just I thought it was like a special cup. And I was like, well, that's fancy. Let me ask about that. I'm secretly summoning old ones while we're doing this podcast. Yeah. I think, but, I, I will say that I think the, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, but the introduction of the people, you know, you, I mean, we know why they're introducing people into the movie. <laughs> yeah. You got to have some meat. You got to have some people to kill. Exactly. I, uh, how did you how did you feel about the comic relief? Um, he was the same guy that that guy always is, you know. And it's funny because I like that guy, you know. And I know they got even bigger after Deadpool. Um, but that guy amuses me. You know, I'm not dying laughing at the shit that he's doing, but. Yeah. 
he amuses me, but now it's he's been the same guy in you know five or six movies. That's whenever they start to fade away, you know. You got to change the gimmick up sometime. Not everybody can be Paul Rudd. You know what I mean? Right. Like he could do the exact same thing well, for the rest of his life, and people are going to love him so much. Which I love Paul Rudd. Well, that's because Paul Rudd's been twenty five for thirty years. He's literally a vampire. Yeah, he has made a deal with some kind of otherworld entity or demon or devil or something. <laughs> he goes back to him after 10 years and he's like, you said you were going to help me out. Friends? A few fucking episodes on a season of Friends? And that's helping me out? Like, I was talking about something real. And then he gets a phone call from Kevin Feige. Yeah. What was Paul Rudd's first movie? Uh, Paul Rudd's first movie. It wasn't Halloween, was it? Was it? Was it Curse Michael so. Myers? I thought it was. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I couldn't remember what came out first, Clueless or that, because I know that he was in Clueless. No, it wasn't Clueless. Because I, I know it wasn't Clueless. Was later. <laughs> Finish that sentence. You saw Clueless in the theaters. Oh, in I what did. Year? No, I did see Clueless <laughs> in the theater. You know what? And I like Clueless. You can go to he's hell. Like, he's like, I think I'm gonna pass up a 50 foot Alicia Silverstone back in the day, and that was her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, Clueless was a good movie. I enjoyed Clueless, uh, but I know that it was it was after Halloween. Yeah, because I thought I, I knew that that was uh, he acts so fu- which obviously that's for a whole another conversation. Yeah, but um, anyway, <laughs> it is so funny. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait to get some of the to some of those. Which I have a soft spot for Curse of Michael Myers. People hate it. But yeah. I have a, I have a soft spot for it, because it was in yeah. my prime time, like eleven years old or some shit. Going to the theaters to watch it with all my friends, watched it like fifteen fucking times. But mainly was just hanging out because we uh, knew uh, the girl whose uncle owned the fucking place at the time or whatever, yeah. so we could do whatever the fuck we wanted. But we were up there all the time watching that fucking movie. Did you see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in theater? The original one, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Pro- I mean, probably I had two older brothers. Because s- what year did that come out? I think it was 91, right? I saw it have been six years old, so I'd have been old enough to want to go see it, too. I saw it at, um, or maybe it was 89. But young enough no, to where I don't remember no, for shit. 91. 89. 91. 90. One of those three years. That's a lot of years. Unless I'm wrong. Anywhere between 1970 year. and 1995. That's a good guess. Yeah, let's go with that. We can narrow it down a little bit. We can say between 1985 to 1995. But no, I saw that at the Carthage Theater also. I remember there was a couple movies I saw there. Both of us had saw, because we talked about this before, but both of us saw The Curse of Michael Myers at the theater in Carthage. Yeah. Um, I was probably one of the little bastards running around because I could go get like free concessions and then sit in the projector room and shit. Yeah. So I was probably one of the assholes running around that you'd wish would respect movies and sit down and watch this great film happen. Motherfucker, I wasn't that old. <laughs> Your little whippersnappers, this is why I don't go to the fucking movies anymore. <laughs> I saw that there. I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles there. I saw Last Action Hero there. I think that I saw Last I do remember seeing Last Action Hero there, I believe. Me and my best friend in high school went and saw it. Uh, Thomas Jais, we went and saw Last Action Hero, and that—that's one of those movies too. And 
I know there's, I think there's a lot of people that might take a dump on that movie, but I have a soft spot for that movie too. The only thing I, I just wish that last action hero was from what I remember from it, it just, the quality of the film, not the movie or the story, but just the way it was filmed didn't look as good in some areas, like especially the night scenes. Yeah. But I digress. I like, I like, I like, uh, last action hero. Don't, yeah. Well, I think Don't worry. I liked it. It was, yeah. it was obviously silly. It was meant to be fucking yeah. silly. Hell, that fucking dude had a, a cat for a partner as a cop. And Wasn't he had like cat? the fucking eyes and shit. Well, it was a cat though, right? Think so. It's been so long since I think seen so it. too. But I just remember the scene when I went into the movie theater and the kids trying to explain to Arnold that like this is a movie and he's like he's like he shows him the Terminator two cut out and it's Sylvester Stallone. He's like, yeah. you're in this movie. He's like, what are you talking about? This is his best movie. Yeah. But I think I think Josh likes it too. So the three of us would be in agreement on that. We might yeah. be three. We might be three men against a nation on this, but yeah. we all like Last Action Hero. You know, it's fun. You can have you, you can. It's you're okay to watch it and you know it's supposed to be silly and have fun with it. It had a killer soundtrack. Yep, it had one of the best Megadeth songs. I, I love how ridiculously ridiculous it is. Like, isn't there one point where he gets all blown the fuck up? He's obviously not hurt, but he rips his shirt off and puts another identical shirt back on. Yeah, and the kid's trying to tell him he's like. That would have killed a normal person or some shit like that. He's like, "Can you not get hurt?" And then he goes into the real world, and then like stuff's actually hurting him. Yeah, yeah. And then he runs into himself. Yeah, yeah. Some of that might have made this movie better. Paul Rudd would have made this movie better. Two Arnold Schwarzeneggers definitely would have made this movie better. Hell yeah, Sigourney Weaver would have made this movie better. Scorning, we we ever did make this movie better, you know, yeah. thirty years before in space. Yeah, the, God, but, yeah. oh my God, how bad would that have been if the tagline for this movie would have been "Underwater, no one can hear you scream"? <laughs> That'd have been great. It'd been fucking <laughs> awesome if they'd have done that. But we were back to it. We were talking about the characters of shit and mm-hmm. and the brunette. I don't remember these uh, these characters' names, but. Um, I remember thinking, okay, well, there's our first death, you know, because she was panicky and scared shitless and like helpless. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's your first victim, you know, most of the time. And I'm sure that they pull that from experiences of like war and shit like that. Yeah. If fucking Johnny panics, his ass is going to get fucking shot. He's about to be the first casualty. And it seems like that's how it is in a lot of horror movies. So this happened with her, and I'm like, oh, there's the first death. And then, like, somebody else dies. And I'm like, oh, shit, that surprised me. Who was it that died first? What? I don't remember their names. But it was the first guy she met, wasn't it? I think so. Which and and it, it fucking it, it, imploded. Yeah, it was odd because it seemed like he was being set up to be. Yeah, because he, he swapped out the helmets, right? Yeah. And, it and his like, shit was weak. Yeah, and it seemed like he was being set up to last longer in the movie, and then he immediately bit the dust. And yep. speaking of the suits, like the suits reminded me, and I'm going to take it back to video games, but it almost reminded me of like power armor from Fallout or like the shit they wore in the Gears of War games. I don't think I played either one of those. Of course you haven't. 
I remember like seeing ads for them though, so I know what suit you're talking about. What video game did you play, Daniel? Uh, me, I played Red uh, Dead Redemption Two, The Legend of Zelda One for the NES, Red Dead Redemption Two, and Spider Man. That's the three games I've played in my life. <laughs> I, th- I thought the suits looked cool, but yeah, they had these giant ass suits, and I. Get- you know, I guess like you're about to walk on the bottom of the ocean. You need something that's not going to, or something that's going to be able to hold up to the pressure. Yeah. For a little bit. But they, and they specifically said though, like the suits weren't going to hold up forever. Yeah. So we have to do this quickly because the suits aren't meant to be down there for long. Yeah. Little small repairs. Yes. But a whole journey now. So they, yeah, their plan is to walk to the Roebuck. Yeah. They had to drop down to the fucking. Seafloor by a couple of different means of an elevator and then another elevator. And then they had to jump the rest of the way at some point. And then they were trying to go to the other station. And I don't know. There's something about when you're underwater and you jump like to where I don't feel like falling would be that detrimental to you. Like, I'm sure it is, but just cause like when you think about being underwater, you kind of, you're probably thinking of like when you're in a swimming pool, right? Yeah. It's not like you're sinking to the bottom so fast that you get hurt. Yeah. And it's even with like a hundred pound suit on, you know what I mean? You're not going to be hitting it at 30 miles an hour. Yeah. And you feel like there had to be like some buoyancy to the suit, right? Yeah. And you can still swim a little bit. You could at least try to do Flap a little resistance. Like, huh? Flap your arms, kick your legs. Exactly. Or you could lay flat like skydivers. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would slow you down. It's the same concept. Still gravity. It's just a lot slower. Yeah, so. But everybody makes it but the first guy. His fucking face cracks. His face mask cracks. And at and this he's point. Dead. Yeah, and at this point, we haven't seen any, like, any creatures or anything like that. This is uh-uh, just. Uh, we keep hearing a loud thud. Yeah. But the only death so far is essentially due to the environment. Yeah, shit crushing in outside of sources. Yeah, yeah. The initial failure or breach and like implosion of a piece of the station killed a bunch of people. A lot of people escaped in escape pods when they found the captain. He was hanging out in there by himself. And then he's like, oh, fuck, there's more people I got to worry about. Damn, I thought I was just going to be able to kick it down here and die. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> right? And look, I thought, too, and once again, went into the movie with zero expectations, zero knowledge of it. I thought that they were going to be on the rig. I, I actually kind of expected, and not to say that it wasn't, but I expected it to be more alien underwater than what it was. I mean, yeah. it's still very clearly trying to be that. But I kind of expected like the entirety of the film to be on the rig, honestly. I didn't even yeah. know that walking on the ocean floor was gonna be a possibility. And like twenty seven minutes into the movie, they're like, yo, we gotta go. Let's get yeah. out of here. To go to another rig to hope that they have escape pods, even though they're not answering. Yeah. I did think that when the guy imploded, that was a cool death. Yeah. And the funny guy's like, I've never seen anybody implode before. It's like, that is going to be a weird thing to witness. I'm pretty sure nobody else had seen it either, so you're not alone. Yeah, exactly. But it's funny, man, because I can't think of 
any of the other deaths. I think I could think of Funny Guy's death. What? Um, I'm sure I got it in my notes because I'd made a note of no because another person implodes because there's two implosions in this movie, and it's almost like why would you have two? Well, who the hell else is it? Funny guy gets his boot ripped off, and it was the captain. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you got well, and I think in you got three deaths. Well, you got a lot of imploding going on. I mean, two, if they're underwater, well, there's two. There's, if your shit gets breached, you're imploding. Well, okay, so I think Kristen Stewart died also. So counting her death, there's four people that die in this movie. But Kristen Stewart dies a hero's death, sacrificing herself to save the two lovebirds that she didn't know were together until later in the movie because fuck character development. So, I know, right? And it's another thing is that we don't give a shit about these two people, mm-hmm. and they're the they're the survivors. That's the other thing that's like that's weird. So exclude Kristen Stewart's character though, and two thirds of the deaths in this movie are due to implosion. Yeah, I know, right? And it's funny because she gets a little bit of imploding in action, too, really, because she blows <laughs> the fucking place up. But it's just like, it, it is wild because there's a creature of around. And he had to have gotten somebody. Somebody had to have died from the creature, right? While they, they were got- in the station. I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't think it was until they did the uh, water walk, right? And then they got the funny guy. Because they had, yeah. they had, I think they'd almost got the boyfriend or whatever. And they said, yeah, he him. got fucked up and they had to like drag him around for half the movie. Yeah. And then TJ Miller. I called came. him Dane Cook. Dane Cook. And TJ Miller's character got killed by the creatures. At one point, too, in the movie, that it seemed like the captain was losing it. And maybe, and maybe I just read that wrong. Yeah. But like, and at one point too later in the movie, when they, they get to like one area and I think she gets a different suit of armor or underwater gear or whatever. Like she goes into the captain's locker and he's got like a fucking thing on the wall. I don't know if you noticed it, but he has a thing on the wall with Cthulhu on it. Yeah, he does. And it's funny because they didn't expand on that at all. Yeah. So you at have all. You have, like, did he know that this was going to happen? Did he summon it? Was there some kind yeah. of ritual? Nope. Like, Never spoken of. No, it's just fucking. And I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. So you get the first, you get the, you see the creature and you see the creatures and they attack. What's his name? And then, and then really the creatures aren't really, they're a threat, but they don't really do shit after that. And then later yeah. on, it's it's revealed that like these creatures are all attached to like Cthulhu, and Cthulhu is like huge. And I did like the scope of Cthulhu, like how big he was. Yeah, but you don't know. There's no, there's no explanation at all. Like you couldn't have explained that in one of your fucking voiceovers, like what Cthulhu was doing in the ocean, which I know that that's where in like the H.P. Lovecraft like mythos, that's where Cthulhu resides because like you like Metallica, you like master pup, the album master puppets, the things that should not be is about Cthulhu. Yeah. Um, great old one living beneath the sea, 
Hunter of the Shadows is Rising, yada, yada, yada. Um, yeah. But, like, if this dude had a fucking poster of Cthulhu or a map or whatever, like, was it, was he worshiping? What's going on here? Or was it just to be like, hey, in case you didn't put fucking two and two together, this is what this thing is, and you're supposed to catch it in this little, like, three-second shot of his locker. Yeah, that that was really weird because whenever we were watching it, it was like, oh my God, he knew. And I'm like, he knew what though? You know what I mean? And they never talk about it again. And they and they really didn't even touch on the earthquake thing, really, did they? Did they no. say anything about an earthquake under the ocean? Uh, not that I remember. Like I said, because that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be an earthquake under the ocean. They're drilling and drilling and drilling. An earthquake under the ocean releases something. Like, but they never, unless I'm just completely wrong on that. I thought that I saw that reading it in the description or something, but it's very odd because they did not touch on that shit at all. Unless I missed that too. What, um, I'm just going to put this out here because I don't remember the exact context, but I wrote this down for some reason. So I'm just, they mentioned moon pies, I'm assuming at some point. Yeah, they do. Because I'm looking at my notes, and I've got written down that I don't care for moon pies. And I don't. That's hilarious. Courtney said the same thing. She was like, I never really like moon pies. I'm good. I'm and glad I was me like, and Courtney. because you never heated it up in a microwave for 12 no, seconds. No, no. That's not it. It's that because, shit is delicious when no, it's, it's warm. It's because Courtney's a smart person. She agrees with me. Moon pies aren't that great. Fuck moon pies. No, man. You got to heat them bitches up. They're good as fuck warm. Listeners, warm up your moon pies. They're pretty good. You know, what messy. you know what I do like that most uh, apparently like most people don't like? What's that? Unfrosted Pop-Tarts. Unfrosted strawberry Pop-Tarts. That's my favorite one. Fuck that frosting. You got to have some frosting, man. What the nope. fuck are you even doing if you don't have frosting? Um, I'm living a life without frosting. Yeah, that's... Reg- love regular-ass Pop-Tarts. No frosting. And I don't like I don't like chocolate pop tarts either. It's like the cookies and cream, the s'mores. You can keep. They're all a little shit. much. I do. I yeah. will agree with that. They're a little much. Strawberry with the cream with the frosting. No, that that's. I I can go for a blueberry without the frosting. Recipe. No frosting. Yeah, you gotta have frosting. Man. I will put frosting on a toaster strudel though. Oh well, that's you gotta do that too. So I don't really blame you on that because that's cold. Well, I guess it's warmed up in the toaster, but it's cold, set, liquid frosting. Your shit is hot. Like, toaster strudel is like hot frosting, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. But regular Pop-Tarts. No frosting. Yeah. I like I like, I like my strawberry frosted. But the chocolate is too much. I do agree with you there. But so here's what you should do, though. From now on, whenever you buy Pop-Tarts, get get with the frosting on it, and then just scrape the frosting off into like an envelope and mail it to me. <laughs> and I'll take the frosting. I'll, be, I'll eat it up in a microwave, put it on toast strudel. Shit. <laughs> so, Paul, that was, I think that was T.J. Miller's character name, right? Or I don't remember any of the names. I think it was maybe his. I don't either. So I may get this wrong. He got his leg ripped out of the suit, right? Yeah. It like fucked him up and he got his leg ripped out and then that fucked the rest of them up because the suit was compromised. Yeah. So that was Paul. That would have been TJ Miller. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I think they um, at one point they they turned the lights on or something, and they're like, you know, I don't turn the lights on. But if these creatures live in the pitch black, yeah, they're not really operating by sight. You would think, or at least not sight that'd be affected by lights, right? Yeah, exactly. Most have, we already know that a lot of the creatures underwater light operate off of smell, right? Or you know, psychic abilities. I don't well, know. it wouldn't be psychic. It would just be like fucking. What is that? Uh, submarines use sonar. Yeah, yeah, sonar. Well, I was just thinking about like you know, reaching out with your mind, like Professor X. Yeah, I don't Gene think fish are that Gray. awesome. Fishes don't have souls, remember? So you know, they can't have psychic powers. But yeah, so that that just that thought occurred to me when I was watching it. It was just like you know, would the lights matter? Yeah, and it's funny because they're walking out. They've already done their thing. They're like, oh, kill all the lights. You kill all the lights, you start walking through, but then they all have these goddamn heads-up displays that are make their fucking face bright. You know what I'm saying? It's just like all these fish that are looking to kill you, they're just sitting there like, so let's fucking ass- idiot. Let's assume then that because they're not used to having light, that they're not, maybe they do have like vision, but we'd have to assume that they don't perceive it the way we do, right? So when we look at something, we see like this detailed picture, unless your eyes are really bad like mine. And if you take your contacts out, then all you see is fucking blurry shapes. But let's assume that there it's almost like here's a light source and it's almost just like this kind of like mass or this shape or whatever. And it's like, hey, I can tell that there's something lit up here. Yeah. Not necessarily that you see the individual item that's lift up, lit up, but you just kind of see this uh, glow, or and I'm I'm getting I'm not getting the word I want to describe this, but you're you're kind of seeing this distortion or whatever of light. So yeah, in that case, if it was like that then in my mind it would be better to turn all the lights on because your little heads up displays are going to give you a finer pinpointed area of where you're at. Yeah. What, whereas it's like, Oh, this is probably a horrible. And it makes it to where it can see you, but you can't fucking see it. Yeah. This is probably a horrible <laughs> way to describe it. But do you remember daredevil with Ben Affleck? Yeah. You remember like he could see with sound and then they found out like the way to counteract that was to overload it with a bunch of sound. And they exactly. were like, and so now it's just coming in everywhere. So you can't pinpoint where anything's at because he's overloaded. So overload the creatures with light and then they can't pinpoint on your fucking helmet. Yeah. Now you get a couple spotlights down there. Fuck them up real good. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Speaking of Daredevil, did you watch The Boys? I've watched like an episode or two. Well, okay, then you didn't see that. There's an episode where they're trying to introduce a new character to Homelander, and he's a fucking pretty much a Daredevil character, you know? And he's like, oh, okay, I seem at all interested in this shit. And then he fucking slaps him on both sides of the ears and busts his fucking ears, and he's like, look, up, now you're just a regular blonde guy. <laughs> And then walks off. Homelander's fucking retarded. No, I haven't. Psychopath. I haven't watched a whole lot of it. I've I've been reading a lot recently, so been doing more of that than I have like watching TV. Good for you. Good yeah. for you. That's well. I've that's so grown up of you. I was reading a series of books which I've talked about before. Joe Abercrombie's The First Law. I finished like the second 
trilogy. And I wanted to like read something in between almost as a palate cleanser. So I read like the third Dresden file book and I can't remember the name of it now, but I read it and I got hooked in it. And so I just kept reading fucking Dresden file books. And so now I'm like, I'm book nine or I just finished book nine. So now I'm trying to read something else as a palate cleanser from the Dresden files before I move on to something else. So now I'm thinking I picked up a book by an author. I think his name is got him right here. Adam Neville, uh, last days, which is supposedly he is Britain's version of Stephen King. And I think oh, there's, okay. and I think there's a couple of movies based on some books he did. I think the rituals one, if you've never watched it. And then the other book I picked up and actually I think I'm probably gonna read this next is the shape. No, no blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. You've seen the road, right? No. You saw No Country for Old Men, right? No, I did see him. That, okay. Yes. That's so one he, of the fucking best movies ever made. Yeah. So he wrote that book and he also wrote The Road. I figured you'd have seen The Road. Uh, I haven't seen that. You should watch it. It was good. The book was good too. You should read it. But anyway, so yeah, just not a lot of episodic television. But I do make time for movies so we can talk about them. And. That's good. The captain went back for the gun. So this is when they were, I think, in a tunnel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in that little tunnel or whatever. And he's like, oh, I need a gun. And going back for the gun is always a bad idea, right? Yeah, like the Dane Cook lookalike got fucking fucked up again and got sucked into some spot. And then he had to go after him to help him bring this for protection. <laughs> Grabs the guy, leaves the gun. And he's like, well, you've already got the guy. Get the fuck out of there. He has to go back to get the gun, and then all hell breaks loose. And then physics goes out the window. Go ahead and elaborate. Oh, well, yeah, he gets snatched out. Whenever he gets snatched, he's tethered to Kristen Stewart. So she flies up like a motherfucker to like this platform. But they're still tethered, but he's floating like way away. I guess it broke just in time for her, and she's on that platform. Then they have their moment and talking. And then they end up falling into a deeper cavern or some shit. And then he implodes himself because he was weighing her down and their machines were cracking. Their weren't suits they, were fucking up. Weren't they by the Mariana Trench? Yeah. I mean, it's deep as shit. I know that. But I'm just saying, like, this is where this all takes place. But they go down this cavern and then he explodes and pushes her back up. And then the next thing you know, she's fucking chilling. On like a ledge, yeah, and magically, this is, and this is when she ends up in the next little base area. Yeah, she stumbles and, and looks for the next base. Yeah, and she finds like the captain's quarters, and mm-hmm. you find out that, like, I think the the captain had a daughter that had yeah died. And but then, he's been saying every time somebody asks about her, he's been saying she's fourteen. Yeah, because she makes a comment about well, she must be as old as me. Because when I first started out here, she was 14. Or what the fuck ever she said. Yeah. And then you find out that apparently the grief of losing his daughter drove him to worship Cthulhu because he has the pentagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the Cthulhu in his locker. Yeah. Oh, Had I a do- ride to lightning tape in his locker as well. 
Yeah. So I, I did have the names. The character, other female character's name is Emily. Cause yeah. Because em, I wrote down Emily loves Liam. Yeah. Because we finally figured that out. I, I refer to her as, as uh, Scaredy Chick and Dane Cook. And then, oh, and, and Kristen Stewart's character name was Nora. That's right. Because, holy shit, I never realized her name. At some point, she's getting swallowed by a creature. Yeah, I called her Glitter Vampire. Glitter Vampire. How once? Yeah, so she's she's fucking getting swallowed or whatever gets away because you got to have a finale to this movie and you can't have your main character die beforehand. Because right now, so now we're down to like the three most generic, boring characters in the movie. Like for real, the only it's crazy. Yeah, the only characters that had depth have, or at least a, maybe necessarily. So I think the captain had a little depth, you know, because he had his daughter that died, and he was secretly a Cthulhu cultist. And then you had, you had um, the other guy, Paul. But even silly, even silly Billy fucking had the little bunny. That's what I'm saying for his daughter or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that 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 little bitty thing. Gives them like character, so yeah. you care about them. Well, even the first dude that died, you know, who sacrificed himself, like yeah, they all had character traits and stuff to make you care about them. And like I said, the other two were just like, we're dragging this dude around, and he's going to survive this movie because these two are in love. It's crazy because it's like the two weakest links lived. Yeah. Like I thought that they were keeping this fucking dude around because he was a pilot, and since we saw him sitting in the pilot's chair with like his his you know headphones on or whatever, like his radio earphones on, that later on he'd be the one to drive them to safety or something. You know that's how it usually works. But yeah. they want you to not see him doing anything like that, so you kind of forget. Oh yeah, that guy was the pilot. You know, I, I figured that's why they were keeping him alone. But now I still to this moment don't know why. The, the two weakest links survived this movie. Because, Daniel. True love? I was just going to say because. I yeah. guess true love. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Turns I mean, out he leaves that chick immediately as soon yeah. as they get to safety. He's like, look, I just realized that life is too short <laughs> to be tied down to a crazy bitch that just went through. <laughs> She's going to have PTSD over. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I got to live my life. I need to spread my wings. Yeah. And we all, and like I said, we only know they're in love because it was like explicitly told to us. Not because like anything you really saw. Yeah. Because she hears this girl talking on the fucking radio and it's like, I love you so much. Please don't leave. Please don't die. You can't do it. And he's like, Oh shit. Wait, that's going to inconvenience you if I die. Okay. Well, I'll stick around a little bit. Yeah. You said you didn't like her character. No. No. I didn't really like her character. No, actually, it's not that I didn't like her character, but 
when I first saw her, like I said, oh, okay, this is the panicky girl. She's going to die a horrible death here in a couple of deaths. I mean, that's yeah. just how it works. And then, like, she didn't. And then she didn't more. And she still didn't. And it was like, okay, well, what the fuck's happened? And then I was annoyed that they weren't killing this chick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, what do they have in store for her? Because I have to know. And then nothing. And it's just like, okay, yeah. So I guess the yeah, did turn it that I just did not like the character. <laughs> oh, man. I, I know you've had it happen, too. Like, what's off the top of your head, if you can? And I'm asking this question. I don't even know if I could answer it off the top of my head. But, like, what's another movie where you're just a character that you were hoping would die? And then they actually killed him, and you're like, yes, thank you. <laughs> Oh, man, they have, uh, to come up with an example, I should be able to pretty quickly, but like... uh, I've actually got one. I I know what yours is. Or it's either yours or Josh's. (laughs) Fucking Trent from the fucking Friday the 13th remake. Isn't that his name? The blind guy? The guy with the rich guy with the house? Oh, no, he should have lived, man. He had the best lines in the movie. Uh, yeah, it must be Josh, man, that was so happy to see him die. But um, no, but mine, yeah, that's not mine. There's, but yeah, go ahead with yours. Give me some time. Deep Blue Sea. You remember the uh, the main that's that shark movie, right? Yeah, the main female character though <laughs> in the movie because so you had like you when you first watched it, you're like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson's in this movie. He's gonna play a major part, and then nope. Fucker got eight right there at the beginning. Yeah. But you come down to essentially three characters at the end of the movie. You have Tom Jane, you have LL Cool Jane, and you have, and I don't remember the actress's name, but you have her. But throughout the movie, she's just been like a pain in the fucking ass. And she's even still to like a point, she's like problematic. Like some of the things that happen in the movie are because of her. And you're like, God, I hope she doesn't fucking live. Like the, the only two people that deserve to fucking live are LL Cool J and Tom Jane. And then it happens. Yeah. She gets killed. And I'm like, fucking A, you got it right. Yeah. Because it had been so easy to go the other way. But there's nothing worse than an unlikable protagonist. Exactly. It's like counterproductive. Yeah. And I, I don't know. And then there was a part of me just assumed they were going to kill Tom Jane. And I was like, no. Well, I really liked it when they killed Franklin on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I was really happy about that one. <laughs> I was tired of hearing that shit. Well, 38 get, minutes, I'm done, man. I, this needs to happen soon. I think everybody I was a fucking happy. chainsaw crank up. I think everybody was happy when that one uh, died. I'll tell well, you. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, I'll tell you a character in a TV show I wish would have lived. And that was Hank Schrader on Breaking Bad. Yeah, I hate that they killed him off too, man. I mean, I get it. It's whatever. But God, I loved Hank. Yeah. I loved him so much. And he went out like a fucking boss. Yeah. And he's just like, they're like, you got any last words? And he's like, my name is Asak Schrader and you can fuck yourself. Yep. Man. Yeah. Because his character was one that, like, at first you didn't care for, you know, and he was positioned not to like him. And then over the course of the series, you know, it changed. Yeah. Then you're you're pulling for him. Exactly. 
Because it is just like that. I mean, he's set up to be the, you obviously know that this is who you're rooting against. Because you're rooting for the bad guy. You want him to succeed. You want to see what all he's going to get into and get away with, you know? Mm -hmm. So you don't want the police to succeed. So you kind of look at him as, yeah, fuck you. But like you said, he grows on you. And fucking Hank is awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I love Hank. So it it was a sad moment whenever he died. Yeah. So the going back to underwater and like we, we get the reveal, you know, and it's like, oh, hey, it's Cthulhu. Yeah. How do you feel about the design? Well, me, I'm not very familiar with him. I didn't even make that connection until you were telling me right now, an hour ago. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know shit about this shit. I knew that it looked familiar, but it didn't look like they normally make water monsters. <laughs> It looked just like that. Now that I'm looking at it, well, I don't think it did actually because it it had a uh, it had tentacles. That's about it. Well, and then it had like more normal eyes. I think it had the so there was parts of the design I liked. I do like that. Like they stayed true to I guess to like the tentacles and shit like that coming out. But side it, note, I like how you positioned it for me again, yeah. so it would be all cool and glowy. You're right. <laughs> that's that's a friend right there. So. There was part of the design. I'm like, yeah, it looks cool. And then there's part of it. And it's like, uh, it's kind of generic Hollywood. Yeah. Monster. So it's kind of like when they did the Godzilla with Matthew Broderick and you have this classic fucking design of Godzilla and they're like, nah, let's, uh, let's change it and let's make it Hollywood. And so you, you, you kind of see like the same kind of teeth in these monsters. You see the same kind of eyes. yeah, it's. I, I, they all have piranha teeth with lizard eyes. Yeah, and you just kind of you're just like, uh, can. And in this case, you didn't have to fucking. You had a design. You've had a design for years. Just fucking be true to it. Do it. Yeah. Make it happen. Give him his little wings too, you know, so he can fucking fly up to the surface of the ocean. I don't know. But yeah, there's yeah. like I said, parts of me I liked, and parts of me that liked it, and then there was parts of it that I was just like. This has been Hollywoodized. Yeah. You can f- definitely feel the 2020 stank on it. Because like you said, I mean, and I know that the, the the goal is to try to make it as realistic as possible. You know yeah. what I mean? And then in that, sometimes you can hurt yourself because you want to go a little too literal. And sometimes it works and sometimes you miss the mark. You know, and if you miss by, you know, an inch, you miss by a mile Yeah, when it comes to your audiences and shit, you know? That always killed me, though, with, like, we want to make it realistic in in movies like this. And then even, like, because the first X-Men movie was guilty of this, right? They were yeah. like, well, we want to make it more realistic, so we put them in leather outfits. And... You're making a movie about a giant ancient being that lives in the ocean. You've passed the point of realism. Yeah. You're making a movie about a dude that shoots lasers out of his eyes. You've passed (laughs) the point of realism. Yep. Just fucking go with the designs. Exactly. And I know that they want to get away from the 90s designs when it comes to comic books, because that's like the golden decade 
Now that wasn't in their creation, but they really hit a peak. Yeah, in the nineties, where people just fucking were obsessed with comic books. That's why in the, in the early aughts and now, it's been twenty fucking years of comic book movies. You know what I yeah. mean? But uh, there, there's a making, part of they, oh, go ahead. Huh? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's a part of you that misses the '90s comic. No, well, no, no. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a part of me that wants an X-Men movie where Cyclops has the blue and yellow with the fucking jacket, like yeah. he did when Jim Lee was drawing it. It's funny that you say that. They're not making a movie like that, but they are bringing back the Jim Lee cart. Uh, They're bringing back. It's X-Men '97. The cartoon. X-Men, okay, you already knew. Of course yeah. you did. But yeah, and I'm excited for that because that's the shit I came up on. Yeah, like that's the reason I have an entire love for Marvel, and I am a—I don't think I'm a fanboy. Like Josh would call me a fanboy, I think, but I'm not that. But I think that I wouldn't. I'm only a couple steps from that. <laughs> like if I lost my family, you know what I'm saying? They just realized I was a piece of shit, just left, the lazy bum, just left me. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I was just here. I could see myself falling into you know over the line to fanboyism. But I don't feel like I'm there yet. But I do have a hell of a soft spot for Marvel. Like, I love it. And it's because of that X-Men cartoon. What's That's your, what started it all for me. What's your favorite comic book cartoon? Comic book cartoon? Mm-hmm. Like, series? Mm-hmm. I would probably say X-Men back in the day. Because I didn't watch many other ones. I watched the Spider-Man one. I liked that one. That was on around the same time. Mine's going to seem like such an obvious answer, but it's... Is it He-Man? No. No, that was was based on the toy line. Well, I did like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but no, Batman, the animated series. The original Batman animated series. That was a good-ass animated series. If I had to choose between the two on a desert island, I'm watching X-Men episodes. But that was a good... Because it was dark. It was the Mm -hmm. way Batman was supposed to fucking be. Dude, it was. It, I know it was a children's cartoon. And it was a part of that Fox like cartoon block, but that shit was pretty adult. That shit and was people very got serious. People got shot. People died. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Necklaces died. got broken and spilled across the yeah. pavement. Yeah. But and that was a good. That was a really good. And I never watched like the uh, spinoffs from like, um, you know, Nightwing or any of that other shit, but it was the same animation style. And I'm sure it was the same fucking typewriters. I think, no, I and think they have big followings. I'm sure they were good. Like Batman beyond. And shit. Yeah, there's a lot of people that like Batman beyond, but I'm a purist. Yeah. My thing is, is like, I liked that, but I never watched any of the other shit, but they still kept a similar art style. The art style yeah. is the main thing. I don't know about story and all that. But the classic story of Bruce Wayne and all of his fucking villains. Like, whenever you think of that show, what's the first villain that pops in your head? What, are you talking about Batman animated series? Just imagine that series and think of the first villain that pops in your head. Well, it's probably the Joker just because of Mark Hamill. I mean, it's epic, yes. But for me, it's not saying that he's like the face of this show. But me, when you were like, hey, and I had a flash of it, I had a flash of Batman and a villain, and the villain was Clayface. I was I was thinking about that, too. And the other one that actually popped in my mind was uh, Mad Hatter. Yeah. And the show, yeah, the show did a good job of, like, bringing in all these characters. And, like, it didn't even, like, go to the Joker right from the jump. Because I think yeah. 
I think there was a pilot episode. Um, when you watch it on HBO Max, there's the first episode isn't the first episode I remember. The first episode I remember was on Leather Wings, which had Man Bat. Yeah. And I think that might have been like the original sequence. I may be wrong. And then he had like, and it was like one of those cartoons that did like two part episodes all the time. And you'd you like these block, which then X Men started doing it because then you had like what Days of Future yeah. Past, you know, and yeah, whatever, whatever they do like these different blocks. But yeah, Batman was it for me. So we were last we talked about was the design of Cthulhu. Yeah, we talked about, and the then design it got us. We catapulted into other shit. Yeah, but um, the realism is what got us. Well, yeah. So but, we're here, we're here at the end. Um, we are, and I have something big I want to bring up. Sure. Okay. We talked about the design of him. We talked about the fucking lovebirds survive. We talked about the captain sacrifices himself. Whole bunch of implosions. People are fucking dead. Okay. Well, now they're down to uh, three. Life. They finally make it to where they're going. They got three lifeboats. One's fucked up. She's like, oh, no, you guys take these. Go. Bye. She sacrifices herself. Hero. Mm-hmm. You know, who Which one? Who of us wouldn't do this type thing? You know, we're all heroes. But did you see how goddamn simple it was to make the command to implode and explode an atom bomb in that station? <laughs> she literally... Charged up three touchscreen bars and pressed the space bar, and itself destructed the goddamn station enough to kill a fucking. I don't even know how old he's supposed to be. I don't know much about him, but he's a legendary creature. Yeah, I guess you could call it. Yeah, prehistoric, prehistoric type shit. You know. And she blows him up with a space bar. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I have in my notes, too, like at one point I'm like, why kill Cthulhu? But then it's like, oh, well, I see now because it's being chased. Like all his little spawn are chasing the life pods. And so it's like, oh, now I see why we got to save him. Yeah. So here we go. That computer program, you know, mapped out the blast radius for it to where she would know that she would get that very last creature, but it wouldn't hurt those guys. Which seems pointless. If you had to self-destruct, who the fuck is hanging around to watch that to make sure that all the other pods get away? That seems like that you're almost saying like somebody's got to stay behind and blow this bitch up. What about a remote? Now we can't have remotes. Somebody's got to stay behind. We can't get the robot to work the space bar correctly. Right. <laughs> so, oh my god. Let me let me give you a real quick. Here we go. I've just pulled up all the names. Oh my god, there's so many more than what I thought. So I told you I was butchering names earlier of the old gods. Yeah. So, um, when I, so the one I said that was in World of Warcraft was Yog Saran. Um, oh wow, there are so many more than I thought. Um, 
the worm yeah, that don't gnaws. name 300 World of Warcraft god names. No, I pulled up like the great old ones from... All right, I'm going to trim this back. So <laughs> I'm going to do a top 60. Real quick top 60. So yeah, so a lot of, <laughs> a lot of people took and just built off of this. But So the great old ones is an ongoing theme in Lovecraft's work. It's a... Uh, an ongoing theme in Lovecraft's work is the complete irrelevance of humanity in the face of the cosmic horrors that exist in the universe. With Lovecraft constantly referring to the great old ones, a loose pantheon of ancient, powerful deities from space who once ruled the earth and have since fallen into a death-like sleep. Lovecraft named several of these deities, including Cthulhu, uh, Guten, Nathoa, and Yig. With a few exceptions, uh, this loose pantheon apparently z- exists outside of normal space-time. Although worshipped by deranged human, the captain, and inhuman cults, these beings are generally imprisoned or restricted in their ability to interact with most people beneath the sea, which would be Cthulhu, inside the earth, in other dimensions, and so on. At least until the hapless protagonist is unwilling, unwittingly exposed to them, Lovecraft visited this premise in many of his stories, notably in his 1928 uh, short story, The Call of Cthulhu, with reference to the creature, um, blah, blah, blah. And then the majority of these physical forms that the creatures have, wait a minute, the majority of these have physical forms that the human mind is incapable of processing. Simply viewing them renders the viewer incurably insane. Jesus. So there you go. There's a little bit about it. So yeah, we didn't get the full on like Cthulhu, Cthulhu treatment because Kristen Stewart didn't go insane when she viewed them. So I... With you know, yeah, nuclear bomb, whatever you know, three three meters in the space bar. Now that you pointed, I didn't even think about it, but since you pointed it out, yeah, it's pretty fucked up because it seems like just any like was there alcohol in this station? Because it seems like you would remember them having alcohol. It seems like you'd want to keep that away. Yeah, because somebody might get drunk and. Someone could trip on a fucking shoelace, fall, first hand goes up the screen, second <laughs> hand tries to stabilize and hits the space bar, and now 300 We're fucking fucked. people are dead four days into their hitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was supposed to be a Sunday. You're not supposed to be doing much. You just kind of kick, taking it easy. And fucking Jeff over here trips and fucking kills everybody. You... You do work that requires you to be away from home for a period of time, but you, you guys get to make like regular stops and get supplies, right? No, nah, it's uh, more of a, we're on a boat, so we're kind of trapped out there. Uh, and I say out there, not meaning sea, but like we're trapped on the boat. You can't get off because people back in the 90s get off and get fucked up and cause all kind of problems now that they're just like, look, nobody get off the boat. You get on, you go to work, you stay on the boat. So you can't really get it on and off, but twice a month we'll have groceries brought to us. So twice a that's month, pretty so, much. Yeah. So, but our supplies. But that's and a lot of people shop like that. They, you know, they might shop like twice a month. That's kind of how I do my shopping. I usually do it like yeah. twice a month. You know, it, I got to buy enough like frozen popcorn chicken to last two weeks. 
lunch meat, tuna. Just fucking spilling out of the goddamn fucking <laughs> freezer. I don't just get like when I have to make food for myself, man. I'm pretty simple, so I'll, I'll get like I like the great value popcorn chicken too. But yeah, it's it's simple shit. I'll get like popcorn chicken, some fries, tater touch, whatever. Hey, I don't frozen, blame you, man. I'm not hating. I'd be eating so fruit. many hot pockets, like Fro- well, hot yeah, pockets, frozen burritos, uh, the Shin Ramen cups, yeah, and then tuna and crackers, and then well, I, I'll eat hummus because I love hummus. But what I was getting at, aside from my just shitty eating habits, <laughs> your terrible diet, <laughs> yeah, my terrible diet was that. How long are these people under the ocean? And then, like, what's their supply situation? They said something about it. It's like two months. They said something about 60-day hitches. Oh, okay. Okay. So, 60-day yeah. hitches. I was just wondering because it seems like like food can't hold forever. Yeah, exactly. You can't do that shit. And it's not like you're out there. Uh, and they would be eating a lot of MRE shit, but it's also futuristic. So, I'm sure they have some type of pro, like they're able to preserve their food. So, it's like, okay, this should have went bad a month and a half ago, but... We cryogenically froze it. Yeah, let me put a drop like of just out of the milk. We put a drop of water on a plate, and all of a sudden, a ribeye expands in front of you, steaming yeah. hot, ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Did you watch Obi Wan? No, not yet. Well, I've watched like ten minutes of the first episode, right? Yeah, and they kind of go on with that. You know how? Remember that? How that was in the fucking episode seven or whatever. He does something like that, but whenever he does it, it's like a stew. But that made uh, me think of it like it has to be something like that. You remember Empire, and I know you do, Empire Strikes Back when Luke lands on Dagobah and he meets Yoda and he's eating his food. And and we're not getting into a big Star Wars thing. I just want to say this. For whatever reason, man, like when he's eating that little stick thing, it always reminds me of a Chico stick. I don't know what that is. I wish that people could see the look on my face right now so they could see the disappointment. Is it a candy? Yeah. Okay, I think that I've seen those, but I've never had one. Dude, you should get one. To me, it looks like a, like a little bit of a crispy, like, not fully a cracker, but something in between of a, a cracker stick and a breadstick. So, like, it felt like, I, I, it's like a, I felt like there was Italian seasoning all over that thing. You know, and I feel like it was probably wow. delicious. Wow, that is so far from other than the fact that it looks like a stick. Here we go. I figured it was like a piece of breadstick or something, you know? That's what it ate like whenever he was eating it, you know? He wasn't rubbing his belly like, ooh, that was good dessert before I start my meal. <laughs> the uh, Hold on, let me see if I can... Oh, wow. Wow, I didn't know this. Chicken sticks are kosher, gluten-free, and vegan-friendly. Wow, that's interesting. I'm going to add those to my diet. (laughs) Well, I'm looking to see if it describes... Okay, here it is. That's what I thought. Yeah, so it's it's got like a peanut butter taste um, and then like coconut. Oh. But I do like them. You should try one. But yeah, but anyways, like I see whenever I see Luke eat that, since you brought up Obi-Wan, it just makes me think of chicken sticks. And then, yeah. which then in turn, when I see one, I'll buy one because you don't see them just everywhere. 
And I'll be like, oh, fucking Chico stick. Yeah. And then I imagine like Yoda coming up into me, trying to take it from me. Yeah. And I'm like, get that fuck back, Muppet. Yep. Anyways. Just punched in the face. Yeah. And then I'd strap him to my back and do flips and shit. Naturally. So the rig goes kaboom. The rig goes kaboom. And it takes out all the monsters. Uh, real quick. Real quick. To go back, I did like, I don't know what the fuck this dude is. I don't know Cthulhu. You know what I mean? I don't know him. I don't know him at all. Uh, but the little monsters that were like with him to handle his little dirty work that he couldn't, the tight corners he couldn't really fit into. Yeah. I did like that where they came off of him, did whatever needed to happen and they worked together and then they were back on him. Yeah. Until it was like, oh shit, go get those two survivors. Those are so detrimental about telling people we're down here. What if the, whatever the fuck he was wanting to stop them? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then like, they're going after him. Like it's, you know, it's yeah, it's, you have this antagonist that, like motivations are never clearly defined other yeah. than the, like he's the antagonist just antagonist is not clearly defined either. He's just fucking chilling at the bottom of the ocean and you're going to blow him up. You fucking impeded on his space and he got a little mad about it. And I guess, I don't know why he randomly decided to attack the base this day. Yeah. They, uh, they kept saying something like, Oh, we, we drill too much. We drill too far. Oh. We drill too far. And now mother earth is fighting back. So the message here is like, let's not try to take too much from the earth because there is a, there is a line. We ancient, don't want to cross it. Ancient and they did beings cross it. will attack and you. And they freed this ancient being. And instead of being like, oh shit, my bad. You know what I mean? We went too far. Earth, do your thing. No, let's kill this motherfucking thing too. <laughs> Right, we'll show you who's boss. <laughs> exactly. I I oh, wish. You're mad we woke you up. We'll check this shit out. You're not gonna have to worry about that anymore. Exactly. I wish that Cthulhu itself would have done more or been more involved. Yep. But I don't know that what you can do because, like, the thing is huge. So, I you almost have to have him be like a non-participant just so it's feasible that. Kristen Stewart can win the day. Yeah. So we wiped out an entire race of beings to save two people who may or may not be in love. Yeah, exactly. The dudes on the fence. Yeah. And to obviously perform a big cover up. So, you know, we can keep drilling wherever the fuck we want. Oh yeah, like that's that's number one priority. Yeah, it's like hold on, we can't let this shit get out. Like they, those people, those two made it to the surface, but you know they got snatched up by because I think they even talk about it, don't they? Like, but you know they got snatched up by the fucking authorities, and people didn't get to go free. Oh fuck no! Yeah, afterwards they were talking. There was more news clippings, and it was talking about how um, you know uh, two survivors all. You know, all of their statements are classified, you know, this, that, and the other. And yeah. All this shit, this big cover up, you know, there's still no reason to why all that went down. And those people are dead. Right. They fucking was like, hey, we got to take you to a special place to protect you. And they shot him in a fucking ditch. You know how cheap a bullet is? That's what's so funny about all these people. It was like, oh man, Jimmy Hoffa's living his life such and such, or which they've already, 
you know, I'm just throwing a name out there. You yeah. Know? Oh, he's doing this. He's in hiding. He's in hiding from the government or in hiding from this. It's like, do you know how cheap a fucking bullet is? It's way cheaper than completely setting somebody up for the next 40 years. You know? <laughs> and trying to keep them comfortable. It's like, yeah, okay. Buy their silence or just buy a bullet? Exactly. Unfortunately, that's how governments, not necessarily saying like ours, you know what I mean? But like all governments, you know, it's all about the almighty dollar. How how did you feel about how the movie looked? Um, it was a little dark. Like they're trying to fucking show, and I get that. I get it. It's dark. It's dark under there. It's dark in the water, especially miles under the water. I get it. But they should have had more powerful lights in their fucking. They should have had like our Iron Man arc reactor spotlights in their palms or something to where you could see farther out. Yeah. Because you could still have that spooky, all you're seeing is a beam of light or something, you know? But their little light, everything was still pretty dark. I, I think, like, a lot of times, they when you have something that's overly dark, especially in like a movie like this that relies heavily on CGI, I think it's to just... Because CGI tends to age poorly. And so yes. this, this way, you can kind of hide it. Yeah. With the exception of Lord of the Rings, that CGI is still beautiful. But normal CGI with less talented people ages poorly. Like we talked about the faculty, you know, how we like the faculty. But when you go back and look at some of the CGI, it's yeah. there's parts of it you're like, ugh. So you put it in the dark and then you can kind of mask some of those shortcomings. But then also, I, I get it, you're trying to create a certain ambiance. You're like, you're supposed to be in the ocean where you can hardly fucking see but then, you know, then you don't have to show the creatures full on either because they're hidden in darkness. Yeah, so you're not having to and, spend and, $10 million on a creature. Yeah, an extra, ten, cost, extra you know? $10 million that you're not going to recoup because your movie bombed. Oh, dude, that's crazy because, like, look, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but it was whatever for me, you yeah. know? Uh, but I did not expect it to bomb. I didn't expect it to lose money. Because to be honest with you, man, I mean, when it comes to these big fucking budgeted movies, that's pretty rare. They usually get their fucking money back in a little bit extra. You know? Yeah. Well, I don't. It might be a billion dollars and they got triple their money. Or it might be uh, they came they came ahead 10 million. You know? I, don't, I don't know that the movie was advertised very well because I didn't even, like we talked about it, like neither of us were really aware yeah. Well, what the fuck are we talking about? COVID, man. I'm sure COVID really fucked that movie. Because that's Pro- 2020, man. Probably we, so. Uh, when was it released? Did you still got that shit up? Like, what day was it released? Uh, hold on. Now, let me get off of the chicken sticks. <laughs> You're on the fucking Wikipedia snacks and shit. <laughs> We've evolved beyond underwater. January 10th, 2020. So, yeah, that would have been like a month before COVID. Like, Yeah, really- dude, then COVID's not an excuse. It just fucked. <laughs> That's just bad marketing. Just, you were correct. It opened. Oh, no, it grossed $17.3 million in the United States and Canada and 23.6 in other territories. It released alongside Like a Boss. Just Mercy in 1917. It was rejected to gross around $8 million its opening weekend. 
the film made 2.7 on its first day, including 500,000 from Thursday night previews, went on to debut for 7 million, finishing seventh at the box office. The film fell 48% in its second week to 3.6 million, finishing 11th. That's bad. Because that second weekend is where it's like, okay, people are, whenever it comes to a regular movie, if it's a fucking Avengers 6, everybody's going to see it. There is no, hey, how was it? I'm going to go see it next weekend now that you told me it was good. But it's either it goes way up or goes way to fuck down. And and, And yeah, COVID, they can't blame COVID at all. Because that was before that shit hit. Whereas uh, COVID fucking, not before it hit, but before it really started affecting America and started shutting the shit down. Wasn't it April or something that everything started shutting down? March, April 2020? March or April or something like that. I can't yeah. remember exactly. It was fucking spring. And it, everything tr- shut the fuck down. Because the kids never came back from spring break. They stayed, they stayed out of school. I'm trying to see, like I'm checking the other movies that had opened alongside... I'm sure like a boss probably did about 80 or no, probably 800, 800 million. Mm-mm. 29.7. The high, <laughs> out of those three I'm movies surprised. that was listed, it made 10 million that weekend though. So it, it finished ahead, but the highest grossing movie out of the three that it released alongside. Oh no, there's another movie. Just mercy. What is this? There was four movies. Um, no, is yeah. Nineteen seventeen made like a hundred and fifty nine million or something like that, but it didn't even start off big. It actually gained. Its first weekend was blah. Yeah. So, anyways, um, but yeah, I remember hearing a lot of good things about night. That's probably what actually happened to it. Is it got foreshadowed by fucking not foreshadowed, but you know what I mean. Overshadowed. Overshadowed by 1917 because I remember hearing a lot of shit about that movie had a lot of publicity. (laughs) They did a lot of marketing for that one. I feel like the movie could have been longer. I feel like actually glad it wasn't longer. I and I'm not talking about just like a whole lot longer, but maybe I don't know five minutes to explain what the fuck is going on with the captain's Cthulhu poster. And Cthulhu, yeah. just something there. I, I felt like, and I also felt like the the voiceover at the end was unneeded. And especially because the one thing that the movie had managed to avoid for the most part was cheesy fucking one-liners. Yeah. And you get to the end and here's Kristen Stewart's character making one. Yep. And I can't remember exactly what was said, but she made I one. I forget to, but it's like, and that's the problem with the voiceover is voiceovers really hit really hit whenever it's a person who's narrating a story about someone else. Like those are the ones that are like, damn, like a Morgan Freeman type voice talk and not, which I know that you like Shawshank. Like I've never seen, no, I've never seen Shawshank. I read, Uh, I read Josh hates Shawshank. You've never seen it, but anyway, I read the short story. There's no point reading it or seeing the movie. Yeah. Because it was a good short story. Yes. Uh, But like that type thing where the person is alive and telling the story of someone because then it it hits harder. It makes more sense. But the person you just saw just died. So then they're saying something and it's like, oh, this is some shit they said before. It doesn't doesn't sit as well. You know? Yeah. 
But unless you're fucking Babe Ruth, you know what I mean? And you had some type of big saying, and that's the saying that they have at the end of the Babe Ruth story. You know, and he's fucking dead because it's 2022 while they're making this story or whatever. Something they're thinking back on him for or whatever. But it shit just don't play. Yeah. I and it's... <sighs> I was going to say, as far as the... Uh, the movie having more time also some character development. Give me a reason to care about these characters. That's what I was going to say. I could see where you would want more time for the Cthulhu thing. It, it literally doesn't make any sense. She, and she even has a thought that we see. We visually see her brain working for a split second on like, what the fuck does this dude have this poster in his locker for? Yeah. And then there's nothing else is said about it. So it's like, it could be a subtle thing. It could be a subtle thing where they're like, look, people are going to know. Cthulhu fans are going to know what we're trying to do here. They were going to know, know. They were going to know when you saw fucking Cthulhu <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> exactly. But it's just funny because it's like, it, there is that question there. And then, like you said, the character development. Beyond, this is the silly guy. This is the such and such. This one's trying to get back to his kid. You know, what the fuck ever. This one likes moon pies. Whatever the case may be. You gotta give yeah. us just a little bit more than that. And it's like they try to go the cheap route from how movies were done, you know, before. The successful ones. And it's yeah. funny because it's like not every movie was the abyss. You know what I mean? There was a lot of shit out there. They just had a good story. You know? Not every movie's alien. Not every movie's fucking whatever. You don't try to strike oil in the same place that has been struck before or whatever. You know what I mean? You don't <laughs> do that. You know? You can try the same area. But not the exact same hole? But not the same place. Yeah. Because then you're just doomed for failure. I, Unless uh, you're a really good copycat and you get lucky. Because people still like that version. But that third copycat... It's the B movie territory. It's fucking stupid. I um, as far as the movie itself, I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. If that makes sense, I feel like I'm kind of indifferent to it. It makes perfect sense. It's it's a movie I watched. I could see where people would like it. I could see where it have its fans. I could see where people wouldn't like it and would be like, uh, it's just an alien knockoff, and and be like, no, I'm not gonna give this the time of day. I'm not mad I watched it. It's probably not something I'd go back and actively seek out. Ultimately, I think it's, I mean, it's an average movie, I guess. Yeah, like I said before, it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Somebody made it. Exactly. It was filmed. There's, there's Somebody the, lost money on this thing. Yeah, the characters didn't really stand out to me. Like, there's parts of the movie I like. There's parts of it I don't like. There's, But like I said, ultimately, it's just a, it's a movie, and... It's watched and we'll move on. It's, I, I guess, my, you want, I guess, movies to kind of do like one or two things. You want movies to be so good that you love them and it's going to be movies you revisit or at least be good that you're entertained where you'd be like, oh, yeah, I can recommend this to people. Or you want a movie to be so bad that you can recommend it to people to watch because it's so bad or go back and like watch it later on and have fun with it. Yeah. Cause and it's this, fun to watch terrible movies. Yeah. And this movie doesn't do either of those things. It's just a movie. It's, 
whatever. And I'd say two and a half stars. I mean, I just kind of put it like right there in the middle and probably more. So I'm saying two and a half stars just because like there's some parts of it. I do think were like, well done, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to put it like dead ass center, just better characters that I cared about. Maybe could have pushed it up to three. Like, I think you had a decent enough story. I just think you had characters that nobody fucking cares about and, you know, an almost wasted, like, otherworldly being antagonist that could have been cooler, could have done more with. I, I, I agree with you 99%. Because that's how I feel about this movie. It wasn't bad. If somebody was like, hey, man, I watched Under- Underwater. Like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. How'd you like it? You know? But if somebody's like, man, I want to watch a good new movie about a monsters or something. I'm not even going to remember this fucking movie. So I'm not yeah. going to, like, tell them to watch it. If they're like, man, I'd like to see Christian Stewart do a fucking underwater movie. Oh, well, in that case, <laughs> because <laughs> it all aligned perfectly, watch this movie. But I have no desire to watch this movie again. And it's not like it was like, oh, my God, this movie was so terrible. It was, I'm not even trying to make the joke anymore, but it was a movie. You know, it was an underwater movie. Yeah. It's pretty much the same thing we've seen with a bunch of other stuff. But they were like, but our movie is going to have Cthulhu in it. We're going to show them real big at the end, and it's going to be an awesome scene for the climax. And then, well, how are you going to build up to them? Are you going to explain any of the mythology? Yeah, we're going to slap a piece of paper in the (laughs) captain's goddamn locker to explain to the audience what they're looking at. That makes no sense. It's like, you wasted. You could have made it a fucking worm. You could have made this monster a fucking underwater spider. You could have made it an underwater fucking cat. Who gives a shit? You could have done anything you wanted to, but you chose an ancient fucking god or whatever the fuck it is to do nothing with. To do nothing with. And it's it's just fun. It seemed like, I don't know. And you don't don't do anything. I agree with you with it's in the middle. Yeah. It's dead in the middle, but for me, it's not good enough for the middle. Cause <laughs> I don't think I'll ever watch this movie again. Yeah. So for me, it's probably a two. It's probably a two. I think I'm gonna call it a two on underwater. Yeah. I think the problem with using Cthulhu, like what you're talking about too, is like you could have done any of these other things and nobody fucking cared, but you chose something that has a following and now you've done nothing but alienate those people yeah, exactly, and, and piss them off because you've wasted like, cause there's people out there with Cthulhu tattoos. You yeah. Know, this is, you know, uh, there's people out there drinking out of Cthulhu wine goblets. That's <laughs> <laughs> with led light up Cthulhu goblets. So there's, um, there's people that are fans of this and you're just like, yeah, we're just going to throw this in our movie. We're and then blow your god up with a goddamn space ball. Exactly. So, so two stars, two and a half stars. Um, yeah, it was a movie. 
uh, I think so. We not to say that these are going to be the next ones that we do in whatever, like when we record episodes. But for me and you, we have our movies picked out yeah. for for this little block, and this is going to be a three movie block. So we're doing Underwater, yeah. we're doing Leviathan with Peter Weller, and because we love to just take a shit on Sean Cunningham, we're going to do Deep Star Six. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. So, yeah, so those are going to be the three movies that we talk about. And what was this? Imploding Explorers? That yeah, was what you wanted to call it? Imploding Explorers. All right. So, yeah, those are going to be the next movies we talk about. Um, but, yeah, other than that, that's, that's underwater. Um, it's a movie. So It's definitely a movie. <laughs> yeah. Any, any final thoughts? Anything you want to say before we uh, cut this one? Last thing I'll say is, going off of what you just said, it is a movie. And if you have any questions about anything else about this movie, is it's an underwater movie. It's called Underwater. That's all you need to know. Right. So just check it out. Or don't. Your life probably like won't be affected. most people didn't. Yeah. Your life will not be worse or better for either way. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny because if you're a T.J. Miller or whatever that fucking guy's name fan, hey, hell yeah, he's in an underwater fucking, you know, movie. Check it out. He's silly. He dies. You know, he throws his little comedy in there. If you're a fucking Kristen Stewart fan, watch it. She's good in it. She didn't do a bad job. She just did Kristen Stewart. You know, I yeah, watch it. It'll be great for you. You'll love it. But if you're a horror movie fan about underwater shit, you're probably going to be like, what was this? If you're a Cthulhu fan, you might want to steer clear. Find oh, a, you don't want to watch this at all. If, you're, yeah. if Find you have else. the tattoos and the goblets, do not watch this movie. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Um, good talk. Oh, yeah. We'll be back. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. Take it easy.